0: Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Carraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Sally Deo Gloria. Breaking news out of Los Angeles, California today, and... It is that John MacArthur, Pastor John MacArthur of Grace Community Church in Sun Valley, California, is in contempt of court. Now, did we ever think we'd hear the day where an 81-year-old pastor would be in contempt of court? I've told you this over and over, but I believe we are starting to see the beginnings of persecution. Now, some of you may be listening to this story and may be wondering what's going on, what's happened. Well... Pastor John MacArthur has uh, defied, or let me just say, maybe not defied, but chose to still gather as the church in light of Governor Newsom's order not to gather as the church. John MacArthur, in short, put out, we're going to trust Christ, not Caesar. And they went to begin meeting, and people showed up, 3,000, 4,000, then 5,000 or so people showed up on a Sunday to Worship the Lord and gather as the church. And then uh, there was some things that took place. The L.A. County courts, I believe, uh, they didn't like the fact that they won uh, the beginning of a lawsuit after John MacArthur went and his church went after the state of California. And uh, they were told they could... Meet freely with no attendance caps They would wear masks Do use social distancing until the hearing I believe which was on September 4th And the L.A. County Court come back and said No, uh, that's not going to happen We are still going to uh, go with the order And they cannot meet John MacArthur, the elders at Grace Community Church Continued to meet And as of today The L.A. County Courts are now telling us That John MacArthur is in contempt of court 81-year-old pastor in Los Angeles, California, standing for truth, standing for the assembly of the saints, is now being faced with jail time for being in contempt of court. Now, Dr. Stephen Lawson is at an expository preaching conference in Conway, Arkansas, which happens to be my state that I live in. Too bad I couldn't make that these last couple of days. I digress and a friend of mine on Facebook is there at the conference and said Dr. Steve Lawson mentioned this today at the conference, and he said that Pastor John MacArthur is willing and ready to go to jail over this very thing, and it also states, and what we've seen today, is that Dr. MacArthur is going to be back in the pulpit on Sunday morning. They're going to gather to Sing the word and preach the word and to pray the word of God and they are going to assemble as the church on Sunday Regardless of what's being said what's being done what's happening and all of this It's it's just going to be another Sunday for Pastor MacArthur and uh, the elders at Grace Community Church So I never thought that we'd find ourselves in this predicament where again, as I mentioned in the beginning an 81 year old pastor in America would be facing jail time. This is getting out of hand, but it's not anything that should really just stir the believer to, uh, uh, we shouldn't just be worried or upset or scared. We should stand firm as as, as John MacArthur is doing and has done, and we should rely on our faith, we should trust Christ, and we should know that God is providentially working Throughout all of this And I know that God gives A little power away To some folks And even those folks that are in The government roles that they are in God grants them the power they have Now he's either going to do one of two things with those He's going to let them Carry on about their way And do whatever they want to do And it's going to be under his sovereign rule And sovereign hand Nothing is going to happen apart from his knowledge And understanding and his will and what needs to play out in this world, so he's going to let them go on their way, or he's going to restrain that power. So, through this story alone, we've seen God's sovereignty on display. We have seen how God is providentially moving His hand throughout the situation. We've seen, uh, we've seen government leaders kind of pull back the power they have, and then others kind of lay on the gas. So we're somewhere right in between right now in California. To where now? It's going to be interesting to find out and see what takes place because this is a this is a a big deal for the state of the church, and it just so happens that it could not have come to a better front door. the 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 pastor uh, at any other church might not be able to stand firm. Hopefully, they would, and. Others might just uh, kind of say, okay, we're going to do whatever you do. You know, they'll cite Romans 13. We'll do that. But not John MacArthur. And in no way, shape, or form is John MacArthur uh, outright being sinfully um, defiant towards the government. He, he does not want to be argumentative. He doesn't want to come across as somebody that's just sticking it to the man, so to speak. John MacArthur and the elders at Grace Community Church have methodically and, and very uh, calculated ways come come to this understanding and determination to move forward in meeting as a church from a biblical perspective and a biblical worldview. That's where we have worldviews that are not biblical and biblical worldviews clash, and John MacArthur is doing so in a very loving and respectable way. He is respecting his government authorities, yet he is not bowing down to what he and the elders there believe is an unbiblical precedent to have churches not be able to gather. Because at the end of the day, we know this, and we have to face this and understand this, is that the governor, the president, mayors, uh, city officials, none of those folks are Christ. They are not the head of the church. Christ is. And in no way, shape, or form can we find Uh, where these people are able to control the church. And we even have a constitution that allows the freedom to worship. And I don't wanna get into that, but we all know there's a constitution. We know that it's kind of uh, being attacked as well all over the place. But I wonder what we're gonna see happen from this. And I hope that we're gonna see a lot of more pastors begin to look at what John MacArthur is doing and say, if that comes to my doorstep, I want to be standing firm just like this but I also want to be respecting and loving to my government officials but I will firmly plant my feet and say even if I'm the only one here I will stand firm and open these doors for the gathered assembly of the brothers and sisters in Christ. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, what happens to John MacArthur. I mean, when I'm thinking of prison like what, or jail time, what are they going to do with an 81-year-old pastor? Are they going to throw him in the gin pop and, 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 and trust that he can survive in there on his own? Are they going to put him in a certain space for older folks? I mean, I, I've never been to jail. I've never been to prison. I don't know. So I don't know where he would go if he'd go just with every other offender that's out there. But uh, I, I, it's just hard for me to fathom Although I, it, I can see I kind of have two hands here One, it's hard for me to fathom it. on the other hand, I'm like Well, I knew it was coming I've seen the writing on the wall Here we are What happens here? I feel like it just gets worse from here uh, We're right in the middle of the, the DNC stuff going on right now And I saw a quote today where Michelle Obama has basically said If you don't vote Democrats into power We're going to make your life a living hell Uh, Many of you may have seen that quote. Uh, I I really haven't even been watching the DNC. I don't even watch the RNC. I don't watch those things, Uh, but I do try to keep an understanding of what's going on. I try to see what's happening in in our world, and I see that we are in just a terrible predicament. However, I want to remind you that although it may seem that America is in a terrible predicament, and if you listen to the last episode, there was some talks about potentially experiencing the judgment of God because of the way that America has spit in the face of a holy God from the way we murder the babies in this country and the all-out rampant sin. We talked about judgment that could be potentially coming or being, this could be part of judgment now, but we do see this as persecution, uh, many many don't, uh, but we're not going to hash that out here on this episode, but we live in a world where we have got to understand that we're gonna have to either stand firm or retreat. So whatever happens in November, whether we vote in uh, Democrats or we vote in Republicans, that's that doesn't matter. What matters to us is that we stand firm and continue to Stand firm for Jesus Christ and the church. We can't give in to this uh, narrative that we, we need to bow down, we need to do Romans 13, we need to do everything our governors and our mayors say. We can't give in to that. We gotta give in to the word, and we have to stand true to Christ we have to honor Christ and exalt the Lord as we stand firm as pastors as church members because one thing is for sure that all of this is happening all of our world is going to hell in a handbasket I've heard it said as I was growing up thank you pastor Jim Varnon as uh, I so uh, heard lovingly over and over as I grew up I'm thankful for that man of God that taught the scriptures when I was coming up through a child in high school and all those things. But uh, anyway, I digress. One thing's for sure, that even though this world is going to hell in a handbasket, we can know that God reigns supreme. He is still seated on his throne. There's nothing that is going to move him. There's nothing that's gonna shake him. There's nothing that's gonna startle him. He is in complete control of everything that's happening in this world, even if there is persecution, if there is judgment from him that comes upon this land, I'm reminded as we're about to start at my church, the book of Ruth, and a lot of people want to play up the, the book of Ruth as just like this romance novel or this awesome Hallmark movie or, or Lifetime movie that should be just a, a great romance for everybody to watch, you know, but really the book of Ruth is not about romance and love and all of these things as we know it. What we see in the book of Ruth in the very first five verses is that a man took his family from a place that he needed to stay and faithfully serve the Lord, even in the midst of a judgment from God on the city, even in the midst of a famine, they should have stayed there and faithfully served the Lord, left to a country called Moab that they never should have been in. They never should have been in Moab (laughs) They never should have gone there. And as a result, Elimelech, if you know the story, he dies, his two sons die. There is, a, a, and just Naomi's there with her two daughter-in-laws, that she's left in a country where she doesn't need to be as an Israelite. And her two daughter-in-laws are Moabites. And the biggest thing about this is the royal line is in jeopardy. So God in his providence has to get Ruth, the daughter-in-law, Back to Bethlehem and specifically to Boaz. So uh, let me just digress here from this story. I don't want to get into my sermon or get into the book of Ruth too much right now, but I want you to see that even in the midst of judgment, we cannot leave and go to the land of Moab. And what I mean by that is we have got to stand firm and faithfully serve the Lord no matter what happens. I have seen people on. My timeline and, and, and others, they may be joking. Some may be serious. It's like if, if, so, if X, Y, and Z happens, where can I move other than America? Well, the problem with that is we would almost, as Christians, if any Christians left America strictly because of the things that are happening, we could be like a Limelec and instead of faithfully staying and serving and honoring the Lord, we could be finding ourselves moving into a country we have no business going. Uh, simply to look for freedoms now, the Beth- people in Bethlehem were, were, were hungry. There was a famine, and we see in the book of Ruth that they should have stayed anyway and faithfully served a sovereign God whose hand was providentially over that situation, just as we've seen God's hand providentially place Ruth back into Bethlehem for Boaz, just like God's hand in providence is going to move and work in our lives in the midst of all of the chaos that's happening now. There is so much going on and we can look at ourselves and say I can't take it anymore, I wanna move, I wanna leave, I can't understand why this is happening, all of this is happening as a result of sin Because we live in a fallen world Genesis chapter 3 teaches us that So we can't just outrun the fact that we're going to go somewhere Where it's all uh, great and nice and warm and sunny all the time However, that would be awesome if we could find that place I know they exist, but getting there is half the problem But we can't outrun a fallen world We can't outrun sin nature We can't outrun God. So no matter where we go, we're still going to be living in a fallen world. There's going to be sin around us, and sin has consequences, and God has to judge that Sin and one day jesus is going to come back and all of this is going to be judged And all of this is going to burn up like wood hay and stubble There's going to be a new heaven a new earth Uh, God will live with his people his people will live with god. It'll be awesome. I can't wait for that But until then we live in a jacked up messed up fallen world and we are going to have to do one of two things I've already mentioned it We're going to have to stay faithful or we're going to have to retreat Now, retreating as a Bible-believing Christian is out of the question. We must remain steadfast. We must remain unshaken and immovable. We must trust the God of the Bible, no matter what happens in our life. We have to do what God has called us to do. Now, here's the sad reality of that. There's many pastors, there's many church members all across America that would profess a Christ, would profess faith, and I'm gonna borrow from R.C. Sproul here, uh, the late R.C. Sproul. Uh, Many will profess faith without possessing faith. Those are two different things. So when those that simply profess faith without possessing faith, when the persecution hits their front door, you're going to see people retreat. You're going to not see people not show up. You're going to see people that say, I am not willing to go to jail. I am not willing to be beaten for my faith. I, I, I profess it. I have it. I love Jesus, but I'm not willing to endure persecution. But here we have a little problem with that. The Bible says all of those that desire to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. And I've talked about this before Christians can't just have the benefits of the Lord However, I would argue with you that suffering is a benefit of being a believer because we're suffering like Christ So if you are a true believer You don't get out of this suffering You don't get out of the trials and all of the things that go along with that because it's a strengthening of our faith It is it's us going through the fire and coming out purified. It is our strength that is, uh, we're getting stronger. Our faith is being strengthened. So a true believer doesn't get out of the sufferings and the trials and the uh, the persecution that comes along with that just because we profess Christ. If you profess Christ without possessing faith in Christ, then you're gonna be the first ones to retreat when things come to your front door. Now, on the flip side of that, those that Possess faith and profess faith. Those are the ones that we're going to see standing firm They're going to plant their feet on the word of god and they're not going to move They're not going to be shaken They're going to trust the sovereign god of the bible the sovereign god of this world and they are going to dig their heels in not in a defiant kind of Come and get me type attitude uh, But they're going to dig their heels in and say here I stand I can do no other as borrowing now from martin luther Here I stand, I can do no other, but stand here, open this door every single Sunday, let the ones that want to gather those that possess or uh, possess faith that profess faith let those come and gather so we can sing the gospel so we can pray the gospel so we can preach the gospel because the gospel is important the sharpening of one another is important the admonishing is important the teaching the training the edification it's all important when we look at this from a biblical perspective and those that possess that faith are going to be the ones that are going to say here I stand I can do do no other and there are people in congregations all across America right now that possess this faith that are willing to go to jail that are willing to die for their faith and sadly some of them are attending churches where the pastor would not stand firm if persecution came to their front door now this means I am challenging all pastors and leaders and elders you must stand firm when persecution comes if you can't see yourself standing firm If you know that you wouldn't stand firm, you would probably do good to resign this Sunday. Now, uh, that is not biblical counsel, that is not me telling you you need to do that. What I am telling you is, if you can't lead your people through persecution, you need to step down immediately and let somebody fill that pulpit that can. Because we need men to stand firm in pulpits all across this country. Because persecution is coming The judgment of the Lord is coming And we have to be willing to continue To preach the whole counsel of God Without waver Without uh, putting our own thoughts into the text We need to continue to open the word Daily or, Or every Sunday Weekly I should say And let the word of God Continue to be put forth And we know that God's word shall not return void because it's God's word that people need to hear. And if they can't hear it from faithful men, they'll never hear it. The Bible teaches us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we need faithful men in pulpits to faithfully proclaim and preach the gospel, and not only the gospel, the whole counsel of God, so that those in the congregation can hear, be edified, be encouraged, be admonished if need be, that be taught the word of God. So we need to understand that we have to be willing and ready to accept this very thing that john MacArthur is facing right now if it were to come to our front doors because i can assure you there are true believers in your congregations that are willing and ready to stand firm along with their pastor and leadership so i want to encourage you pastors that are listening do not give in to this worldly narrative that says that you have to do everything the government says you can do what God has called you to do. You can stand true to the word of God without being this arrogant, pompous jerk that nobody likes, right? You can do it respectfully. We, we have a beautiful example right now happening right in front of our face. So I don't want you to turn a blind eye to what's happening in California. You may not agree with John MacArthur on all things theology. You may not agree with him on things Uh, That may even be really close to you that you have firm convictions over. That's okay But we're seeing a man that is standing on the truth And this is a precedent for all of us to be able to see this is an example for all of us to see I I can imagine The disciple, and listen, before I say this, I know there's people that listen to podcasts and they read uh, articles and they'll take a a sound bite or a snippet from an article and they'll spin it and do that. None of you guys would do that. I know that. I have great listeners here on the podcast and I'm thankful for you. Just know that. But we can, I'm thinking, so what I'm saying is, let me say this, I am not... I'm not saying that John MacArthur is Jesus, so don't, don't hear me say that, but I'm thinking back to the disciples and the example that they had in the flesh in front of them to see how to live a godly life, to see how to live... Uh, by what Jesus was teaching them. Although we could never be sinless, we could never be perfect on this side of eternity, Jesus was, and the disciples got to witness that right in front of their eyes. We live in a world now where we have technology, we have Facebook, we have uh, videos, we have all of these things that are disposable at our disposal. So I would encourage you to look at the example we have right in front of us. This is a godly man that loves Christ, that exalts God, that gives him glory in all things. And although you may not agree with him on all things theology, you can still look at this Bible-believing man and see uh, a precedent happening right in front of us. Like, he's going to be the example of For all of us, what's gonna happen to him, his church, we don't know, but we do see right now that this man is standing firm on the word of God at 81 years old. Now, there's a lot of young men that wouldn't even do this, and also, I want to be clear here that I'm not saying if your church isn't meeting right now or isn't doing something, I'm not saying that you're in sin. I'm not saying any of those things, but I am saying that we have an example to look at when it comes to the persecution of the church coming to our front door. Although this may be minor persecution, I still think it's persecution, especially when we're talking about a brother uh, could go to jail over this, much like the the early church and the disciples did. That many of them found themselves in jail and. Uh, I'm thinking back to the Philippian jailer, and when uh, they're all in there and, and they're singing ha- singing uh, psalms and hymns and they're praying at midnight, and then a great uh, these walls shake down, they crumble, and the Philippian jailer's about to to kill himself, and 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 they're like, "Hey, we're all right here." you know, don't do it. We haven't run off. You haven't lost us. We're all right here. And the Philippian jailer was converted. Uh, His family was converted. So I say that to say this, if John MacArthur goes to jail, I I see him as doing what Paul did and and preaching the gospel to those that are around him. So it's almost like we're seeing a a solid biblical man standing firm and one that I believe would do everything, uh, if not, well, not, maybe not everything, but most things, if not everything, that the Bible calls us to do. He's standing firm now in the face of persecution, and if he goes to jail, I'm sure he is going to preach the gospel while he's in there. So we have a beautiful example that couldn't have happened to anybody else. I believe this is God-ordained for John MacArthur to be on this large stage for us to be able to look at. Now, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about the the smaller churches and the pastors that aren't making it on, on Fox News and CNN with interviews and things about how you're handling this. And um, I want you to know that I still stand with you. I'm one of those small church pastors, and it's, uh, it's great to be able to see this large church and this... Um, Kind of, I don't like using the term "celebrity pastor" because I don't believe he's a celebrity, but a well-known pastor, if you will. And he's doing it; we're able to see it. So watch it, pray for John MacArthur, and uh, see what you can take away from this. I mean, he is giving us a great opportunity to be able to witness this firsthand, and I just want to know and pray that I would stand firm like John MacArthur is, and I hope you would too, whether you're just a church member, a lay person, or a pastor, or an elder yourself in your local church. I pray that we would all look at this and be able to say the same things, is I will stand firm just like that if my government comes knocking at our door. I hope you do. I hope I do. I, I feel strongly encouraged that I would stand firm and our elders at our church would stand firm if something like this happened. So I wanna end today's program. I feel like I've said a lot. I feel like I've almost preached more than anything, but uh, kind of passionate about what we're seeing playing out in front of us. So I wanna end our time together by just asking you and challenging you to to pray for John MacArthur and the elders at Grace Community Church and and to keep an eye on this, to see how this is gonna shake out and play out for Grace Community Church, but I also want you to be encouraged, and I also want you to uh, reflect on all of this, so I want you to, to to search yourselves. Christianity, the Bible teaches us, is gonna cost us something, so are you willing to pay the cost? Are you willing to stand firm in face of persecution no matter what happens in this world? I hope you are. I pray that you are. Listen, I don't know you, but I'm gonna pray for you, I'm gonna pray that you would be that church member or that pastor that would stand firm in the face of persecution, and I'm gonna pray that that doesn't happen, but uh, if, if, if it, what's happening in California is telling us anything at all, I believe it's gonna start happening in more places all over America, and especially uh, after November, and we see what's gonna happen in the White House and, and all of those things. So be encouraged, church. I love you. I thank you so much for, listening to the episode, for listening to all of the episodes whenever you can. It's a blessing, and uh, if you are a listener, I would love to hear from you, Doctor Podcast at gmail.com. If you have questions that weren't answered, uh, I'd love to answer those. Matter of fact, I'm in the process of answering a listener email right now. It's uh, rather lengthy uh, topics that we are discussing, but uh, I'm, I'm honored to be able to do so. So, um, yeah, if you want to do that, Doctor Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to just hear from you, just to hear if you're a listener or answer any questions you may have or uh, if you have any thoughts, comments. And as Todd Friel says, snark your rebukes. I'd love to hear them. Uh, I've, I've had them all so far as uh, we began this process of the podcast. So with that being said, I thank you again for listening and uh, praying for you, love you, and have a great week in the Lord. God bless.